0: everyone, and welcome to the Be Intentionally You podcast. I'm your host, Veronica Williams. I'm excited to be continuing this journey into something new. In these episodes, we'll be discussing everyday life principles from the Word of God that is needed to walk into your true identity and your purpose. I will not only be discussing my personal testimonies, I will have guest speakers who will be invited to share their wisdom as well as their testimonies. This will be a weekly podcast on Sundays. My hope is to help others who are walking through tough seasons and need some motivation. I will also be teaching on specific areas like health and wellness and marriage. But most importantly, to just encourage you in your everyday life. You can find me on all social media in the subscription box below. Also, I would like to add, please subscribe, rate, and comment on any of my weekly podcasts. Looking forward to a growing community and remember to be you on purpose. Be blessed. Well, hey, 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 guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Be Intentional You podcast. I am your host again, Veronica Williams. I hope that your day is going amazing. I pray that whenever you listen to this, that it will be right on time. So first of all, let me just um, say welcome back to all of my uh, listeners, even if you're old, if you're new, my faithful listeners. I appreciate each and every one of you for taking out time to listen to this podcast. I pray that it continually blesses you all. This is something I love something that is a new journey and I'm going to just continue to try to do it just no matter what, because this is what I enjoy. So I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, hone the gifts that God has given me. So, um, first of all, I want to say that I also had another episode. So let me just say this. Um, I, I, published an episode yesterday, which is Sunday, um, March the 1st. I published an episode and that episode was called, Are You Truly Healed? I believe it was, Are You Healed? And I went back and I listened to the episode and within three minutes I said, oh no, no, no. And even though my husband tells me a lot of times that I am my own worst critic, and I think a lot of us are, so I went back and listened to the episode three minutes later. I'm like, oh no, let me delete this. So I did see where lots of people did listen to that one. Forgive me because this is what I did. Because I'm so passionate about uh, helping and teaching and the podcast or whatever got whatever doors God is opening. I want it to be quality. I wanted this thing to sound really quality. So I went and purchased a really nice uh, not even too expensive though, a, um, what is this, a microphone, so some equipment, and I d- probably, I don't think I read all the um, instructions, like most of us probably don't, so I didn't read all the instructions, I just put it together and I was ready to go, as if I was a DJ or whatever, so I end up, you know, not really knowing the quality and the sound effects until I actually Listen to it yesterday so I deleted that one we'll talk about healing and all the other stuff later on so I'm actually grateful that I did I'm glad that I did because yesterday and this past weekend over the past couple of weeks seemed like this entire year I've been dealing with something and it's something that I've walked through so I'm taking that to where I know it's somebody I don't care because one of the things I kept saying was many of us get on these platforms and we're hoping to meet the masses. That's my goal. My goal is to pray that my voice will will end up being in places that my feet probably never would take me. But I'm praying also that my voice will also meet that one person. So it's not me going after the 99, it's me going after the one. So maybe one person that says, my God. I needed this today because I've been going through this. So this is going to probably hit every single person in a different area of our life. It depends on what we consider to be our number one. Most of us can get on here and be like, oh, God, is our number one, you know, and until something happens, until something is taken away from you, you know, so that was me. That's the exact reason as to why I have the title, the title that I have. So I'm going to just start. Let me just dive on in. So if you have not listened to my previous episodes, I would love if you would go back and listen to those. And those, um, for those that have not listened to it, just a little bit on my history. So I'm a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for a long time. I I'm going through this entire journey of, okay, God, am I really supposed to be doing nursing? So I walked away from nursing. First of all, I lost my license. I lost my registered nursing license, my RN license to a conviction. And the conviction is the actual title that I have on this podcast. Um, it was for a cell phone. No, I didn't go in nobody's house, whatever. Either way, that was the conviction. It was for a cell phone. So I had a cell phone. In somebody else's name and my brother's name first my friends and I transferred to my brothers and I had the cell phone my brother's name and I years ago I never could talk about this because it was the most embarrassing thing in my life and I didn't it, it was shame it was so much shame I felt so dirty I felt so sick and I remember the day that I got arrested when I went to jail that day because yes I did go to jail I ended up having to pay $20,000, $30,000 Twenty, thirty thousand dollars for a fourteen hundred dollar cell phone, um, because the individual they were actually in the process of getting a home, and even though they didn't want to press charges, it was it was what happened at that time. So I end up i um, going to jail, and the young lady in jail said his exact words. She said, "The thing that you have done." Many people have done it, even people of her family. She says, we've all got cell phones or gas bills or, you know, cable bill in our family member's name or whatever. She said, but the only issue is you got caught. Now, it is the day before Christmas. I didn't think that was too cute. I was hurt. I was pissed. I was angry. I was mad at the world. So, but I knew that God was doing something. I didn't know at that time. I was mad. I didn't know he was doing anything at all because I wasn't really walking with him. I was living my life. I was traveling back and forth to California, making buku amounts of money. But this issue, this incident that happened, happened in 1999. This is now 2005. So in 2000, it also, it comes to say that no matter what you do in the dark or no matter what you do, sometimes years ago, that thing will always catch up with you, no matter what it is. So I lost my license in 2010, but I still had a license in other states. So I was like, you know what? Since I got a license in Georgia, like I'm telling you guys a whole authentic, transparent truth, because that's that's what I do that's who I am it was not me years ago but you know what this is who I am today so and this is this is how I end up being you know the person that I am today not that I am where I'm I want to be it but I'm growing so and everybody has their stories so anyway I end up you know um Going, coming, coming to another state, working here in Georgia, and, uh, you know, that incident fell for, as far as the Board of Nursing, so I was like, okay, well, I'm going back to California. So I went to California, and I worked there in California because I still had a license, and they had it on like a status to where I could still work until I came before the Board of Nursing. I know I'm going to go before the Board of Nursing because I knew I was guilty, but they'll still give you a probationary license, but I'm like, I don't want a probationary license, you know, because it's still hard to get a job, but I wasn't thinking that far ahead. So make a long story short, uh, in 2013, September, I was in California and I said to myself, I don't know why I said this, but I remember so clearly, I said, God, I'm tired. I'm tired. I I had not been a mom. I had not been a wife. Um, This thing that I love so much that I would have did anything for to shelter that thing, to hide that thing. I ended up losing. It was that thing that had become my identity. And I didn't know that it was my identity until it was taken. When that thing was taken, and after I told God that I was tired, it's amazing because I want to say that was September in January, every single license that I had was revoked. I could no longer try and run and hide and have a fake facade of a different of, of you know being someone that I really wasn't. So I believe that is when God really said, okay, now that you surrendered my daughter, let me now take over. (laughs) And that is when everything really seemed like it fell. It just was like all hell broke loose, but it really wasn't. Things just started to work and it was a cycle. So sometimes when we end up losing that thing or that person that we lost, we don't know who we are. It could be a job. It could be a relationship that you've been in for such a long time. I don't care if it's a, you know, your boo thing or best friend or whatever. It could be somebody that you was hoping would be there with you forever. And this person loved. <clears throat> and now you don't know who you are. What about those beautiful cars that we end up buying and we spend all our money on them and stuff. and three months later they come and take that thing away you know and we we lose it you know it could be a home that we lost a foreclosure it could be a promotion or a position that we were really hoping for and that thing was taken from somebody else it could be a layoff a job loss it could even be something more severe like the loss of a limb or the loss of someone very dear to your heart either way one thing i recognized and i realized even though the world gave me that conviction of identity theft in 2016 in a hotel in greensboro north carolina i received revelation that it was the enemy that comes to steal kill and destroy and he was out here stealing people's identities and the way and it's a strategy that he has the way that he can steal your identity is to give you something That you believe that will become your God. That will become your God. And that's what I did. For so long, my God was money. I chased money. I went to California because the money was really good in California versus in Alabama. I went to California. I went to where things were good. But during that process, I lost my self esteem, I lost joy. I wasn't happy any longer. I walked outside and had this smile on my face as if everything was good. <clears throat> I pretended to be someone I truly wasn't. And, I, you know, it started to bother me. And after I really found out that God had a bigger plan for me, this God that I had prayed to in September 2013, had a plan, even though I didn't know what his entire plan was, but I met his son in the bathroom of a hotel in Greensboro, North Carolina, not knowing that is when everything took place. And I used to ask God all the time, Why me, God? Why me? Because I was so upset. Like, Why me? And I know it's a lot of us that do that. A lot of people say, Why me? And we're wondering why things in your life happens and it's not that God is trying to harm us it's like sometimes I feel like he in in the Bible where he went after you know it's like with a prodigal child I felt like I was a prodigal child but I didn't know anything about the prodigal child at that time because I said before I was not really into the word you know we were brought up in church my mom had me and my three sisters they may have nine siblings but three my three sisters in church seemed like every single day dressed up cute, but we knew that we didn't we knew that we was in church, but we did not know that the word of God was gonna stay with us. And even though the Bible says train up a child in the way that they should go when they get older, it will not part from them. They will not, you know, will not part from them. That God will always have that in our heart. Well, that was my that was my journey. It was still a painful journey. And like I said, I don't know exactly what your journey is. But I know that in the process of growing through this and going through this, no matter what, God has you in his hands. And sometimes when he has you in his hands, it's not a very comfortable thing. That's why the Bible tells us to humble ourselves. Because if God, I told someone a while back, I said, God got to humble us. He's going to really set us down. And it's going to be like a whipping that you get from your parents. Some of us probably didn't get whippings; We got whippings. So it's going to be a painful process. But some of us are not used to that. So we tend to fight God. We tend to fight God for what he has planned for us versus what we have planned for us. Because even in my uh, 60-day devotion, I was like, God, you know, I, I was hoping to go my way. I mean, I wanted your way, but I really had chose my way. You know, so I had like my way versus God's way. Well, my way didn't work, but God knew that he had a bigger plan. He had a bigger plan for your life. And no matter what you're going through, God, if you you will let him lead you, he will lead you toward the best life. I've met so many beautiful women, beautiful women of God, that really are confused because they're in love with a man that, that does not want to make them his wife, you know. I was studying it just recently how, you know, the, the wife is a real, and I was looking at the different functions of a real, and I'm like, why is it that these men are out here confused and not understanding that, you know, that they need a helpmate, they need a wife, because they're just as confused as some of the women. And most of us feel like we can do every single thing by ourselves, every single thing by ourselves. And we're stuck in that thing. We become stuck. And that we made this person, this thing, this person, place or thing, our God, our small g God. And even with our children, I was just um, talking to my uh, daughter a couple of days ago, who's going through a lot as well. But I says, even with our children, they go through the same thing and They have their own experiences, and God wants them to have their own experiences with Him so that they would know God for themselves. But because we tend to be mothers, and we're nurturers, and we want to fix everything, we end up trying to be the small G God and their Savior for them. And then we're praying and hoping that God would lead them and guide them. But as soon as He allowed pressure and pain to happen to them through the process, we try and go and save them out of it. we would rather keep them right here because even though God is omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent, we want to be the small G God even though we can't see anything outside the four walls of our home or our apartments. We want to be their small G God until something happens. We want to fix it. Even though the Bible says to train a child up, teach them, Edify them, encourage them, educate them, train them up in a way that they should know. We cannot be their God. We have to show them and just have the characters of God because we're all created in his image. God allows things to happen so that we will let go and let him be God. I love how one lady says that all the time she's like, I'm not God. God is God. God is God. And he will allow you to to know that he's God. And and the same thing happened, like I said, with my license. That thing that I thought that I loved, I lost. God had to remove that thing. And sometimes God will remove things from us. So that he can let us know, my daughter, my son, I got a bigger plan for you. I got something so much more beautiful for you. If you would let me just give it to you. But some of us just don't understand that process because we want it our way versus God's way. We pray that God will come into our life and God bless us and open up the windows of heaven, Lord. And then we'll lay this thing at his feet. But as soon as we get up and we see that this person, place, or thing has walked away, we like, God, will you please allow them to come back? God, will you let me get this back? And God is a God of restoration. He would give us something, but he gives it back to us so much better. So much better. And sometimes it's not exactly what you ask for. He gives us better, better job, better relationships. But sometimes we are so stuck into slavery. We want that thing that we used to have. No, I want want that thing. I want him. I want that job. I want her. I want, you know... I want that neighborhood. I want that. We're so selfish that we want it our way instead of God's way. And then we end up going Him, praying, asking him to change it or to bless our mess. He's not going to do that. He's going to say, okay, well, I won't let you do this thing and have your little temper tantrum until you decide that you want to let me do what I have to do. And then we're praying and asking God for these blessings. And, oh, And We're all up under open heaven. Uh, yeah, we are. But that does not mean that God's about to pour out blessings upon you. He's not. Because he wants us to know that he is God. And like I said, the enemy, as I had to do, he has an agenda every single day to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's stealing people's identities. He's killing people, destroying people's family. He's killing people all around every single day. You'll notice there's so much going on. And that is what he wants to do. He wants to take who you are believe that you are and he wants to give you something it could be fame it could be fortune it could be money he even tried to tempt Jesus three times three times after the wilderness he's tried to tempt Jesus but you guess what guess what we cannot fight the enemy we cannot fight the devil without with our words it don't matter how how mad we get and try to go off on him we can't. It's not gonna work. He'll sit there and laugh at us. We can only fight him with the word of God. And after about 11 years, I realized that my fight with him was not working. And I said this to someone recently, I said, you know, you're fighting God. And there's people in the Bible who have fought God. But at the end of all of that, it was still God's plans. It was still God's purpose. But God will give us free will of choice, and he allows us to have those things that are never going to even really bless us. He will give us the grace, he will give us the mercy to go through that thing. Yet God wants to give us so much better than what we've lost, of what we believe that we need. And like I said, a lot of people, and I'm coming off with of the aspects you know, of a mom, we, we don't want our children to grow up. We do want them to grow up, but we want to be the one to plan their life. We want to be the one to to fix everything. We want to be the one to be in control. And I had to say this so clearly the other day. I'm like, that's why the God gives us the Holy Spirit. And one of the you know the gifts of the Holy Spirit is self control. So if we if the Holy Spirit got to give us self control, that's saying that we don't have control over nobody's life, and we can't keep calling everybody and saying, hey, they need to get their life together. Like we you can't even get yours together. We can't even get our own life together. We—that's a prayer. That is a gift, Lord, Father God. Help me today to have control over my mouth, over my walk, over, over what these people say at this job. Lord, help me because you, we can't control other people's lives. We're, we're trying to wake up instead of just saying, "God, just guide me and lead me into." In, in all your peace today. And even though the hell and the storm going out on the outside, please, God, don't allow it to come in the inside of my heart. We're trying to fix everybody else's problems when God is trying to take them through their seasons. of. Sometimes people isolate themselves and sometimes God brings us into seasons of isolation. God is saying, I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to, I, I, I am going to do something. He, God created every single one of us for purpose, on purpose. And there is something that's inside each and every one of us. It's a gift. And people are waiting for that. And it's not going to be the way we want it to be. Because before God gives you the platform or whatever it is that you want, you've got to go through the process. Because being up higher, when you're on a platform, you're higher than the ones lower them, that that's below you. When you see people like, you know, uh, Miles Monroe or or um, anybody that you can just think of that's famous, they're usually up on top of a stage. I'm thinking of Les Brown, you know, I'm different people that I've seen, they're up on a stage, and we're in the audience. It's a lot easier to see them on that platform. And sometimes the people in the audience, everybody is out there, is not for you. In the enemy sends his people too that's the same thing even in the church everybody's there not for the pastor not for the leader, they don't care they don't care so God prepares you for that process and sometimes that process is painful but we can't keep bringing people back and fixing them or trying to fix them while God is trying to grow them He's trying to grow something in them. And I had this conversation with someone yesterday and I said, let me say this. If the word of God is true, which it it is, and most of us tend to find one or two good scriptures that's in the Bible and we stick with that one thing, depending on what we're going with. And I said, let me say something real quick. The Bible says no matter what, and I pray for my children every single day. And I don't care what devil in hell think that he's going to do something to them and take them. If you keep praying... For, some, for God to take control of someone, even these people that cannot pray themselves. It's so many people that are broken, that are hurt, that are in shame, that are, have been abandoned, and they have been rejected. They don't un, they don't see God the same way you might see God as a the Father. They may be feel, feel as if they're an orphan child, and they don't know God the way you know God. So your prayers, the Bible says, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. It's some people who have prayed for years and years and years and they didn't see change in their children or their family but God showed up on time and during that process he builds our character so that we can trust him and not just focus on one word but focus on the entire word of God that his word is true no matter what and it's some people that are so hurt to where they can't pray they cry And God still hears them. He counts every single tear that they have. He saves their tears. So when when your children can't pray, when your family can't pray, you pray for them. You pray for them. If you know God is God and God is real, he's living, living today through his word. People say, I don't hear God. Well, probably because you don't spend time with them. That's a whole nother podcast at a whole nother time. Like when we spend time with our family members, our husband, our boo thing, we know their voices. When you spend time with God and his word, you know his voices. And sometimes God speaks via circumstances and situations. He allowed things to keep happening because he's like, you're going to get it. I'm going to keep on doing this until you get it. That's what he wants us to know that we're created in his image. If you want to know who you are, start with Genesis 1 and 1. Your mouth is so powerful. You can speak a word. God spoke a word. He spoke a word. Everything he spoke is what we see. It's existence. Existence. You're created in the image of God. I think that's Genesis one i I'm not sure. I, I don't quote me. I pray But you're created. We are created in the image of God. And like I said, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. What is this thing? This person, this situation, this place that you have, have on a platform that you're not wanting to let go of because that thing a person is so important. God, he allows us to lose those things just so he can give us something back. But he wants us to know God is, know him as Jehovah Jireh. God is the ultimate provider. You can live in a place called Jireh. That means he will provide everything that you need. You don't have to go. We don't have to go to God with the same prayers every day. He says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things, all things, all things will be added unto you. No matter what it is, every single thing will be added unto you. If we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God what's you know, help me God in this. What do you want me to do on this God? I'm going to this meeting. God, I'm going to the gym. God, seek God in everything. Acknowledge God in every way, in, in all of your ways. He will direct your path. I'm just throwing out scriptures today because I'm all over the place with with just different things that keep coming to heart, to mind right now. But I want you all to understand that God wants to be your number one. He don't want nothing or no one to get the glory to where he is taking you. Yes, he knew the end from the beginning and you have to go through it to get there. And sometimes we end up taking a long time because we give up through the journey. We give up through the journey. Everybody's not going to be with you through your journey. God even allows certain people to walk away because he knows that they're not going to be able to to hang in there with you. He knows. You're going to have friends and family and be like, listen, you just like Job had. You just need to curse God like his wife. Or you need to, you, this guy. You sure you ain't did nothing right? You, you Nothing wrong? Because God done took everything from you. You're going to have those naysayers that's going to tell you, listen, I don't know you keep praying to this God and he done take everything from you. You need to discern the people that's in your corner. Cause they really pushing you away from God. And just... Ask God to remove. It's okay. Just ask God to help you to remove, or help you to prune, to help you to see, discern the people that you need and the ones you don't need, because we don't have to stay in seasons longer than we have than we- what we you know have to. You have to graduate. Every single when, when you go to school, you, you know you're going from first grade to second grade, third grade. You know you know you got a season for everything. And seasons end. There is a time for everything. They're the season for everything. You don't have to be in the process longer than expected. I get passionate about this, you guys. It's about to be 30 minutes, and I didn't want this to go over 30 minutes, but this is what I truly love. If you wanna hear more about identity, this is something I talk about because this is what I went through for so long, and it's interesting because my name means identity. It means image. And I think I said that before in a previous podcast, but yeah, definitely no matter what, seek God above all things and know that sometimes the enemy will send you things that are really a fraud before God gives you that great thing. So really discern that. Don't just accept everything that may look good because everything that looks good may not be God. So I pray that this blesses you all. I have an email address at the bottom. Please send me emails to, I think it's Veronica at um, BeIntentionallyYou.com. Let me know how how the podcast is blessing you. Let me know different things that you want to talk about. I am grateful that you listened today. Guys, enjoy the rest of your day. And I will talk to you again on the next episode of the Be Intentionally You podcast. Be blessed, guys. Bye.